Hi guys, welcome back to Chance of the Podcast. Today we have a friend of the show on. We met through a kind of an internship program called T. Howard and um, it's my friend Denise. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yay. So um, like I said, y'all, so like I, we met through like this kind of internship program and we all like kind of stay connected via social media. So I was just saying like when I, like, you know, through the pandemic, just being able to like actually like scroll through your feed and kind of like keep up with what your friends were doing. I was able to just kind of like reconnect. So we were like, she'd be a great guest of the show. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm super excited to talk today. Yeah, so we would love to hear just like a little bit about you, where you went to school, what did you major in, and then like where you are currently. Mm -hmm. So I recently graduated last May 2020 um, from Wharton undergrad at University of Pennsylvania, and I studied marketing there. And I'm currently also working in marketing at Google. So I work at Google Play um, on the consumer marketing team. And then on the side, I am the founder of the Chroma Network, which is a personal and professional development platform for women of color. Awesome. So you said you started off at University of Pennsylvania. So like that's kind of that's the Ivy League. So how was it like, like, you know, moving into that space? Like me and Brittany both went to PWI and we kind of like I think that's like one level of it, but like, I feel like going to Ivy League, that's just like a a whole different level. (laughs) So like, can you explain or like talk about your experience? Yeah, it was definitely an experience. I'll call it that. But um, I would say looking back on it, I'm still grateful for being there. I think the education was amazing. And I also feel like Penn had a pretty tight knit Black community. Like all of Mm -hmm. my close friends ended up being black so I feel like I still I found my community like I found my friends but I feel like once you go to a PWI like <laughs> you need like you know yeah you know what you're walking into so yeah you there's definitely tough moments there are definitely those like socially uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. that you have to learn to navigate but I do feel like being at Wharton I think that it taught me how to think in a way that I'm really grateful for that I feel like prepared me for my current job now. Like I feel like the adjustment was not as difficult because of the skills that I picked up going to a school like that. So I am grateful for it in the end. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So Wharton was your like senior college at Penn? It was like all four years. So um, freshman to senior year, I was there and um, you declare a concentration, but it's like four classes out of the total. I think it was 37 were my marketing classes. So you get like a pretty, I'd say holistic view of business. Like it covers everything. Okay. Yeah. We're in the business school at University of Pennsylvania. So I guess it's like once you declare a major, that's your the school you're in, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. Because so you majored in marketing, right? So then like, how is it now doing kind of marketing and the tech side of, you know, of business? I would say that it's not the same. Like, I feel like a lot of people will ask like, oh, do I need to study marketing to work in marketing? And I would say no, No. because I think that um, being in school is more like the theoretical side versus when you actually do it, it's the practical side. And it's not the same. Like I, if you ask me to quote something that I learned freshman year, sophomore year, like I couldn't tell you, but the principle <laughs> still sticks, you know? So it's helpful to have that background, but um, I would say the two aren't, the things pop up, like the principles pop up. It's good to have the knowledge, but in terms of if it's something that you want to try without yeah. having that background, I don't think it's 
100% necessary, but it is helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's typically all of like mass communications. It's really yeah. all about the experience. So with that being said, like, how did you land Google um, from graduation? Mm-hmm. Well, I was actually an intern there summer 2019. So being in that, in that internship, it was kind of a funnel to the full-time role. So I was called an APMM intern, so Associate Product Marketing Manager intern, and that was a funnel into the full-time role. So now I'm an APMM. Okay, got it, got it. That, I like I I know that program is like super competitive. So congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like even people that intern there, like I know some people don't even end up making it to you yeah. know for the entry level role. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now hats off to you, especially for that breaking that glass ceiling because. I feel like anytime you see um, a woman or a black person and a black woman at that in such a like prestigious company like Google, it really is um, so cool to see because it's like, wow, like we can make it there, you know? Exactly. Um, so like, how, how do you enjoy, do you enjoy working there? Like what's your day-to-day work life like? I, it definitely, I, when I started, <laughs> I was like, I have so much free time. I'm, this is great. Like I don't have nothing to do. Like this is fabulous. And then now I'm just like meetings all day back to back. Like you definitely have to learn how to manage time. And I, time management is one of those things where it's like, I feel like I get it. And then I realize, okay, okay. I need to work on this, but yeah, it's definitely very busy. And I think the one thing that I like about the company is that you meet like people are so multifaceted like people have other interests and things that they like to do outside of their core role and then they bring that to work so you'll find that people are doing their core job but then they're in like a side project like within the company and I feel like that's something that I started doing like outside of my core role I started um working on like internship things and like other things like that so they're just like other Mm -hmm. ways that you can find people who have similar interests to you and get involved in those in those groups so it's definitely very busy but I think it's a great way to meet so many interesting people I've met so many people who have just like a wide array of interests and I feel like anything that you're interested in you could meet someone who can like share that information with you or put you onto something that you never knew about before so I really do enjoy that aspect of it at least while we're working from home I yeah I was just about to say you started yeah. <laughs> didn't you start off working from home yeah so, right. when so I started- like yeah so that was definitely like a unique experience like I've I've started like my job right now I started virtually and it was definitely like a different experience yeah. so I think it's interesting like the you know the class like so you graduate 20 20 right yeah Yeah. so like your class has been completely virtual everything like since y'all graduated college and I just think that's really interesting yeah I think especially at a company like Google where I feel like the social aspect of it is like what it's known for so I Mm -hmm. feel like that part of it was kind of weird to navigate because now it's like okay like my role is what I'm doing like there's no distractions there's no (laughs) office like your role is what you're doing so I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I was able to find something Mm -hmm. that I find captivating or find people that I do find interesting so I am grateful for that right exactly so are you so you live in New York so are you planning on staying in New York or you want to move or whatever for now I'm planning on staying in New York pre-COVID I was like okay I'm gonna do New York I'm gonna go abroad but now I'm like I don't know about all that that. (laughs) for now I'm probably New York (laughs) (laughs) got it so I can imagine there's probably a lot of like networking opportunities and such and like you kind of touched on it a little bit about how you find that people are like really multifaceted so like how were you able to like 
etch out your own thing like Mm -hmm. did you start that before you started at Google or did you like come into that during like the pandemic um so I actually started it while I was an intern so I had the idea for it months in advance but it's not something that I acted on but I had a friend who I interned with her name was Mia and I actually interviewed mm-hmm. I ended up interviewing her when I started oh really podcast. yeah mm-hmm. but she was the one who I told her about the idea and I was like I don't know what I should do about it like I think I want to start a blog she's like girl nobody reads blogs anymore like you need to make a video or a podcast or something and from that that's when I was like okay let me try it out so <laughs> I that's when I started when I was an intern like she was the one who actually gave oh. me the encouragement to take that first step yeah no, that's super cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things I really like about um, your network is just like, it is like, you know, everyone has to find their own like niche, I guess. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I like that it's like a professional development because I think like, you know, I've been out of college now for two years, Lord have mercy. So I feel like <laughs> every couple of years you have to reinvent, like reinvent yourself professionally. Mm-hmm. And like that just development is like super important. I said, I think especially to like black women as well. So you don't get stuck in just this one area and like just continue to like think big. So like, I think that's one of the things that you do well, like on your platform, you know? Thank you. Yeah. My goal with it is to, I guess, make it approachable. In, mm-hmm. in a way that feels interesting and doesn't feel stuffy because I feel like that's part of the issue. Like nobody wants to go to these like long seminars or like six hours talking about cover letters. Like I feel like we need to find a way that makes it interesting to people in our age group because it is important. And I think the information it's like out there, but I feel like it's not equally accessible to all groups. And I feel like that's part of the reason why we see all these disparities when we get into these companies or we get into these office spaces. Like we don't see many women, especially who look like us. So I feel like my goal with that is just to like democratize the information in a way that still feels interesting. So that was right. my main goal with that. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I think it's super important. And especially, I don't know, I feel like the older generations were more so like traditional when yes. it comes to like, I don't know, even something as simple as like a work-life balance um and like I saw that you do like talk a lot about like having a good like setting boundaries and we talk about boundaries all the time um but like I guess a good question that I that I don't think Niall and I have talked enough about is like when you are starting out in your career and like you kind of you're in this area right now how do you like decipher between when it's time to like work hard or in or when it's time to like take a like a take a beat and like you know, do that like whole self-care moment. Yeah. I'm very big on self-care. Like I really try my hardest to work like nine to five. Like, right. <laughs> like, I'm done. like I try my best to stick to that. Obviously there are going to be days where, you know, you can't do that. But for me, I think it's all about communication. Like when is this due? How urgent is this? Cause I feel like one thing I realized is that I feel like we assign urgency to things that just aren't, they're not that pressing. So I feel like over communicating speaking to I guess your managers figuring out what needs to be done when and also just being transparent I think one thing for me when I started because like you can see everyone's calendar um, when you're working and I felt so anxious about like blocking off time like I don't want to have a meeting here or five to eight because I'm on the east coast most people are on the west coast five to eights when I'm offline like I felt so anxious about doing things like that but you have the right to 
that time and declaring like this is a time for me the time where I need to work and not have meetings so I think also not being afraid to do those things um that's also a big help Mm -hmm. yeah because then people will just start to run over you then it's just it's like I feel like it's just a downroll like back to back spiral (laughs) yeah like then next thing you know it's like you don't and then I think sometimes the quality of the work could suffer as well when you can't like you're just overworking um, so it's like, that's frustrating too, you know, as a professional, cause you're like, I'm working so hard, but I don't even think the quality of what I'm doing is that well. So it's not even as rewarding, um, as it could be, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely think you need that time where it's just you just focusing on what you have to get done without mm-hmm. distraction. So I definitely try to incorporate that every day, nine to 12. I'm just like, no meetings, just have to work. And that, that helps me. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a good strategy. That's a good tip. Block your calendar off, people. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. And like that kind of pushes you to be as efficient as possible too between nine to five, right? Because if you're like, I know they're not going to be able to reach me at six. So like any Mm -hmm. deadlines and things, like I need to get it to them by like three so that they have a little bit of time to look at it and not hit me up at like seven o'clock asking questions. Right, right. So you mentioned like self-care. So like, what are some of the things you like to do for self-care or just like for fun outside of, you know, your, you know, your side passion project and work? Mm-hmm. I definitely got into, I think this was more like a pandemic thing, but like <laughs> yoga, a lot of journaling. I find those things helpful. I also got back into reading mm-hmm. and I feel like I was very into like self-help books, but I forgot how good like fiction books could be, yeah. especially in a time like this when I feel like we're primarily stuck inside. Well, not as much anymore, but uh-huh, right. like past months, like being stuck inside. I feel like that was very freeing, I guess, from the current situation, like reading f- fiction books. And then now more so just like finding time. Cause I feel like one thing that was missing was that separation from like having a workspace and having a personal space like everything got blended into one and there was no distraction like mm-hmm. oh I'm meeting up with friends for drinks so now I feel like I'm trying to just catch up on that and just like yeah, make exactly. time to actually reconnect with friends have good conversation yeah. whether it's like on FaceTime or in person just making time for those things so I don't feel like my life is just this endless stream of work yeah for sure one other thing I think would be interesting to talk about is just like I think as a black woman like being in a professional environment you have to like have this like I feel like you have to like really be confident um confident in your work like confident in how you like conduct yourself and from a professional I guess like development standpoint like do you have any tips of like how to be more confident in the workspace because I think especially working in like corporate white corporate America like a lot of times people will question your work or Mm -hmm. you know whatever all the little microaggressions that you deal with on top of you know just your day-to-day life as a black woman like how do you like maintain that level of confidence I think um in working it's funny because that's the I would have to I would say if that's one thing that I need to work on it's Mm -hmm. that especially because one there's that that layer of you just being new right and then working in a company that's so fast-paced like there's always something that you don't know and I think that's something that I had to internalize like I'm not going to know everything and it's perfectly fine to ask questions and for me that's that helps me build confidence like knowing that I feel comfortable reaching out to people asking for help I no one expects you to know right every single thing and I think that's something that's also important to realize at this early stage like it's okay that you don't know everything and even in terms of confidence I feel like 
you might master this, like this one level, say I'm entry level, I'm in my first year, I might master the presentations, but then say I get promoted, there's always going to be something new that you have to learn how to deal with, encounter, overcome. So I feel like confidence is definitely something that I'm working on. I think my main thing, like one thing that I struggle with personally is say like public speaking, I can do it, I can present, but it makes me feel so nervous. Yeah. (laughs) The one way to, to actually like deal with these things in terms of confidence building to just throw yourself in situations that actually make you feel uncomfortable. Like I just volunteered to, to host some event. I don't know. I I don't know why, but I feel like like, this will help me. I'll feel terrible in the moment, but it will make, it will make me better. Like in the end. So yeah, no, go you. That's a good, that's like, that's a good stepping stone. I think I'm just like, just try it. Cause it's like the good thing about being new is people know you're new, you know, you can kind Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, there's yeah, a wiggle room there. So I feel like just throw yourself into situations that make you feel uncomfortable. If, there, if there's something that you know you have to work on, put yourself in a position where you're going to be forced to do that thing. Otherwise, it's so easy to avoid it, especially while you're virtual because no one can see you. Right. <laughs> no, it's so interesting. You said public speaking because like we have podcasts, right? But it's like so different when you're like talking to a microphone yeah. with like your peers and you don't really think about like who's listening. Um, but do you share your podcast like with your, um, your coworkers or do you like keep it a secret? Yeah. Like, do they know? (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, same. Niall and I just had this conversation. We're like, do we tell people about this or not? I don't know, because I feel like it's one of those things where you say it one time and then it's just, yeah, it's like every, (laughs) every time you release the episode, they're tuning in and they're going to bring it up on like every work call. And it's just like, a little bit of boundaries a little bit you know for me and then like <laughs> we were saying like we don't talk about anything crazy but I mean we yeah. talk about like our dating life like it's a little stuff it's just like eh, I don't know if yeah. I want y'all knowing that deep of my personal life <laughs> yeah I think I think I'll wait that one out a little bit yeah <laughs> so what is coming like for Chroma like what do you have in store or um, like what do you want our listeners to know when they go check it out mm-hmm. well we just relaunched the podcast so we will be releasing episodes weekly some other things that I'm exploring just idea wise are like physical and digital products that like tie into I guess our core messaging, so a lot of things mm-hmm. about organization, self-care, where is that you can insert that into your day-to-day life, yeah. as well as like an online community space is something that I'm thinking about, ways that I can mm-hmm. actually bring the women who are part of the community together. Because I think one thing about social media I realize is that the conversation is kind of one way. Like we do call like Instagram a community, for example, but it's it's very rare that you can actually like facilitate group conversation yeah. and that's something that yeah. I'm really curious about. So those are some things that I'm thinking of exploring for Chroma mm-hmm. in the future. But for now, I'm mainly working on the podcast, remaining mm-hmm. consistent and just releasing really good content there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think also another way kind of engage in your community a little bit is like the IGTVs and the reels and that sort of thing. And I see like on your profile, you do a lot of that. And I think that's really cool too. Cause it's just like, it's so much like pictures, right. Of people and just objects and trying to sell you things and whatever the case is. So it's good to like hear people's voice sometimes and like put a like personality with a face. (laughs) Um, So I, I think that's really good that you do that on your platform. Thank you. Yeah. I think that human element is important because there's just so much 
going on on Instagram, like so much content. Like I think that human element is really important. Yeah, exactly. As a content creator, do you ever get like content burnout or like content overload yourself? All the time, all the time. Like (laughs) I feel like I'm feeling that now. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I feel like I feel guilty about it. Like when I feel that way, like I don't want to make anything Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be on Canva. Like I don't want to do all these things right now, but I feel like it's important to take a step back. Like if you do feel like that, because I noticed that when I create things, when I don't feel like it, or when I do feel burnt out, the quality suffers. And then at that point, I feel like there's no point. It's like, yes, you're remaining consistent, but you're not producing anything of value where that can help anyone. I know now you have to deal with this like algorithm thing where it's like, if you take a step back, then your profile could suffer or something like that. But I feel like for me now, I'm in a space where I prefer quality over quantity. Like I would rather wait a week, two weeks, take a break, come back and create something that's meaningful and that could actually impact people than to just keep going. And Yeah, history. for sure. <laughs> no, for sure. So as we wrap up, like what is like one piece of advice you would want to give to someone starting off like in their professional kind of development journey or career? Yeah. And we always push people to take a chance on something. Yes, exactly. You know, chance of the podcast. So like, we're like, what, you know, just step out of your comfort zone. What would you take a chance on or tell someone to take a chance on? Hmm. To take a chance on, I would say, not sure if this is the right way to phrase it, but the thing that you would consider a weakness. For example, what I alluded to earlier with me with public speaking, I feel like we tend to be a lot more harsh or critical on ourselves in terms of things that we think that we aren't good at versus another person looking at you might not even see that as a weakness or see that as something that you're bad at. You know, I feel like we are a lot more harsh on ourselves and other people are when they're taking a look at us or evaluating us. So I would say take a chance on the thing that you're, you think that you're bad at try to put yourself in a situation where you can work on it or experience it more um yeah I think that's definitely something that has helped me in terms of my early career journey yeah that's a good one I definitely agree with that yeah no I love that I don't (laughs) that's something that I don't ever do personally (laughs) if I know something's a weakness I like shy away from it so Mm. I think that's something that I will definitely take into consideration moving forward. Um, and that's not something that they usually hear from me and Niall either. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just like the natural human thing to do. Like, why do something that makes you feel uncomfortable or you don't think you're the best at, you know? So it's just right. like, but you'll never become comfortable with it if you don't. If you don't try. Try, yeah, exactly. So that's totally relatable. Oh, for sure. Well, thank you so much. We want to give you a shout out. So like tell everybody where to follow you, where they can find you and where they can like listen when you launch the podcast again. Yeah, so you can follow the Chroma Network at the Chroma Network underscore on Instagram or find us online at thechromanetwork.com. And if you'd like to listen to the podcast, it's Chroma Radio and it's on all platforms. So cute. I love the radio part. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. This was fun.